Welcome to Next Up. I'm your host, Michael Beer, and alongside of me is my co-host, Ed Fletcher. Uh, if this is your first podcast, Next Up's a platform for college students to enter that spider web that we call a network, right? It's very overwhelming and difficult to get yourself out there, and Ed and I just want to make it a little bit easier for you to do so. Um, Ed, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Mike. Thank you for asking. I'm excited to have our third guest, Shane DiVincenzo. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. You know, can't complain. These fi- these finals are killing me, but it is what it is. So exactly. So Shane is a sophomore at Fairfield, and again, we promise our our next guest actually is not from Fairfield. <laughs> uh, but so Shane's a sophomore at Fairfield, and he's studying finance. He's also on the golf team. Um, so Ed, do you want to get us started? Sure. So Shane. The first question we like to ask people on here is what inspires you to be next up? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And um, I remember when you guys both followed me on Instagram, the next up account, and I was very curious of what it was. And uh, I know I reached out to Mike and I said, I really think this is a great idea what you guys are doing. And yeah, I mean, I just saw this as a great opportunity. Um, Look, I, I really didn't come from, a business background. Both my parents are teachers. So no one really in my family came from a business background. So I'm kind of learning as, as it goes, learning how to network, learning how to, you know, make a strong resume, learning LinkedIn, all that type of stuff. So I'm, I just saw this as an opportunity. Um, like you guys have mentioned, I think that, you know, there's only so much you can grasp on a person through a resume and through LinkedIn. Um, you know, you could see a GPA, you could see work experience, but I think this is a great way to hear someone's voice, really hear in detail what someone's about. So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to kind of, you know, talk about my mindset, talk about myself and yeah. Right, right, right. So, so Shane, Shane, what inspires you? What inspires me is, there's a couple things. Um, you know, I came from a family where hard work was definitely a priority. Both my brothers um, excelled in wrestling and went to Ivy League schools, and they're both older than me. So I got to, you know, see that firsthand. So just seeing their work ethic and, you know, seeing what they do through fitness, through nutrition, through school kind of really inspired me to do the same. And I found golf. And through golf, I've kind of, you know, taken some of their, some of their traits through working hard and being motivated. And it, it lended me to get into Fairfield. I got a scholarship. So I'm just, I'm really inspired by them, my brothers. Um, I'm just, I'm expi- inspired to work hard and I'm just really motivated. So. Yeah, that's right. awesome. I think, I think yeah. being surrounded by certain people. So everybody, um, well, a couple of people that I watch on YouTube always talk about and preach how you're the um, addition of the five closest people to you. So sur- always surround yourself with people that have the same mindset as you work hard or motivated. And I think that shows in, in, in you, Shane, and it definitely, um, I think it's definitely very important to surround yourself with, with the right people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know, touching on that, I all, I never really had the right mindset. I feel like I think being that, you know, I watched my brothers excel and work really hard in wrestling kind of 
got me to think like, wow, what am I really doing? Um, right, 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 right. Find golf, <laughs> and it got me to really excel and try hard my last couple of years of high school to try to get into a university and play at a competitive le- level for golf. So mm-hmm. I think kind of seeing what they did kind of switched my mindset from being like, you know, I was a little bit lazy in middle school and early on <laughs> in high school and then kind of switching it to be like, all right, I got to get my stuff together. So right. I think, right. yeah, I totally agree with being, being surrounded by, you know, five people or close people really definitely helps. Yeah. You go from this passive mindset to kind of like, all right, let's, let's go get something done here. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I think, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned golf a lot and you're on the golf team, which is fantastic, by the way. I mean, college golf is incredible. I wish I could play that well, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think sports is a very interesting, has a very interesting, um, factor on a lot of people's lives, honestly, because, um, I know, I played baseball since I was five. Mike played baseball for a long time as well. And, you know, sports really teach you how to work hard and how to, how to deal with competition. And um, they teach you those basic life lessons that, you know, our coaches are always preaching to us about how it's, um, at least in baseball, it's more than just about baseball, you know? So I think that's pretty important as well in terms of your uh, um, progression along in your career here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And to be completely honest with you, when I was probably 10, 12 years old playing AAU travel baseball, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Right. <laughs> but, but, but now, but now preaching the hard work, preaching the, the rep, the um, repetition, right. Always studying, always doing your research. Always, well, for you, Shane, always, swinging the club right whatever yeah yeah it's it's huge it pays off it really yeah. it's 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 exponential actually it really is mm-hmm. so yeah you look you look back on it and you're like when you were when you're 12 or 13 you're like uh, like okay like yeah whatever right but but looking back on it when we're when we're 18 19 20 years old um you can kind of see it, they're actually right and yeah, you know, you're really not gonna realize that until you get older but um for those who do realize it young they'll have a good advantage right for sure for sure so Shane uh moving on to our second question um are you ever satisfied yeah so that question I feel like definitely can go both ways um I think in my life personally I feel like there's times when I'm you know not satisfied and then there's times when I feel satisfied and I'll kind of allude to both of those so times when I feel like I'm you know unsatisfied is like like anyone else and i thought of a little example for this so back when I was in high school and um, I was preparing for the New York State golf championships which was the pinnacle for me in sports Um, I always wanted to win it every year from ninth to 12th grade Um, that was my top goal Um, starting in December I would always write down a list of goals on how I can get my myself to win the state championship Mm -hmm. so I think that I was always, everything leading up to that state championship, I wasn't satisfied because that was my main goal was to win the state championship. I had won the county championship, which was obviously, you know, for me, it was really important to win that to get to the states. But my main goal was to always try to win the state championship. So I'd write down goals week by week on you know, how I can improve different facets of my game, whether that be chipping, 
whether that be driving, whether that be really anything involving the game, my mental, my mental part of the game. So I think that I was never satisfied. It's important to not be satisfied when you're, you know, really reaching um, a top goal. But on the other side, I also feel like it is important to be satisfied because it's good to reflect back on some of your accomplishments in a way. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, as you're going on your journey and, you know, completing tasks, make completing accomplishments and, you know, reaching your goals, it's important to see how much you've done. So I think that's kind of this question kind of, that's how it kind of goes in both ways. It's important to see, you know, how you've progressed, how you, um, you know, have grown and what you've accomplished and to kind of reflect on that in the same light. So. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I like this question because, um, for me, and I'm sure this probably goes for all of us here. Like when I succeed at something, it kind of proves to me that, that I can do this. Right. And then it only just boosts my belief in myself. So am I ever satisfied? Yes. Right. Cause if I succeed at something, that's awesome. But I always, once I succeed at one thing, I always believe that I can succeed at the next thing. Right. It's, it's kind of just a progression of steps, right? And you'll always have your failure, failures, and that's important, right? Because you learn more from failure from your failures than you do your um, than you do your um, successes. successes. But it, it's definitely important to understand that you should always believe in yourself once you hit that goal, and then shoot for the next one. Right. Absolutely. That can also looking at it from the other side. That can also be a problem because um, if you complete one thing, like great, you have that um, that high for maybe like I don't know a couple of days or something, and then you're like, oh, what now? Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I mean, the the human brain is very interesting because uh, our whole lives are based on goals. Like we want to grow up, we want to have a good job, we want to have a nice car, or, or you want to do something in your life to make to make meaning out of it. But when you accomplish that thing, you're left kind of empty. Right. Right. Exactly. You gotta you gotta mm -hmm. keep thinking of more things to do, and uh, that's very interesting. Well, to me. So Shane, um, next up's definitely a platform to uh, to network and, and grow your network. And you caddy at a prestigious golf course on uh, on Long Island. So tell me about your experience with caddying and kind of your networking experience with that. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, like I've mentioned, you know, golf's been a part of my life. And so I, ever since I started working at my local country club, you know, I've always tried to use golf to my advantage. So I, when I was looking for a job, when I was 14, 15 years old, like most of us are looking to make some money, I thought, you know, how could I use, you know, what I love to make money? So, you know, I got a job through my country club, working carts, working in the pro shop, you know selling memberships, selling lessons, you know, everything that comes along with being in a golf course. And, you know, I always think about this, that I, I kind of unintentionally was a part of networking in a way, because, you know, I wasn't trying to, but through, you know, working at this, at my country club, I was talking to members, you know, there's, I, I, I think of it like this, there's, there's always this type of language that you kind of have at a country club you know, you always want to talk professionally, you always want to be nice. So I, I kind of unintentionally was networking myself, I was talking to all these different members. Um, I was, 
you know, showing them different, how to do different things, different facets of the game. And I was just really enjoying my job. And then probably about two years ago, a couple of my buddies started caddying. And obviously, I know this personally, that caddying is like the pinnacle of really any golf job for like a teenager. You know, you can make a lot of money. You can meet a lot of people. And I was personally, I was just looking. I wanted to make a good amount of money. And I just know I have a lot of knowledge in the golf. So I was like, this seems like a great opportunity. My, my buddies got me a job at a golf course out east in uh, Long Island. And if anyone knows out east Long Island, it's a pretty wealthy area. So um, I started working at a course called Long Island National and I got thrown right into it. Um, you know, if anyone knows caddying, caddying's pretty much you're carrying a bag for a member or a guest and you're just helping them. You're trying to help them shoot the best score that they can. And so through this, you know, you're, you're talking to your member, you're talking to your guest, and you're getting to know them. And I'm not going to name any names, but I've caddied for some, some really high end people, some wealthy businessmen, um, some, even some TV stars. And it, it was, it was, it was awesome. You know, they, they knew me, I knew them. I was helping them showing my knowledge in golf to, um, to have them shoot the best score. And through that conversation started, you know, they asked me what school I was going to, um, what major I am, I'm doing. And this was all organic, unintentional. I was just doing, I was caddying just for the main reason to make money and doing what I love. And I love golf. So, I mean, if I have any insight and input into this, that, um, you know, obviously we all get thrown into this, this networking world and some of us don't know a lot, but I would just, you know, I would say use what you know and what you love to your advantage. So for example, say you love fitness, you know, you love going to the gym. If you see someone doing a certain exercise and you want to question it or talk to them, go up to them, you know, talk to them. I think that it's important to use what you love in other facets of your life. So I use golf, I use caddying and it helped me network. So I think that any hobby you like, anything you like that, you know, you can network yourself and talk to people about it, talk about your knowledge on whatever topic that may be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's interesting because so I I've listened to a few podcasts myself and it always mentions how you have to find your niche, right? So whatever you're good at, whatever you know a lot about run with it and just, and just be yourself and be comfortable with the person you're talking to because the person on the other side of that line, whether you're cold messaging people on LinkedIn or whether you're reaching out to people via email, right? The other person on that line is a human, just like you are. They, they are there to have a conversation. Spark your conversation with something that you guys have in common. Do some research first. Spark the conversation. Drop some knowledge and, and, get, that, and get that connection. I think it's important. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Shane, you, meant, you mentioned organic conversation. And I think that's something that's important because when people try and force conversation, those are the ones that are uncomfortable and awkward. And like, I mean, you, no one wants to be in that situation, right? So what you mentioned about being comfortable with whatever you're doing, um, like you said, if you like something, talk about that. And then that will lead to something else. And then it kind of networks um, itself from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I'm caddying, I'm 
I'm talking about different parts of the game. I'm talking about how I could help whoever I'm caddying for, you know, hit the best shot possible. And then it just sparks up conversation if, you know, in caddying, if there's, if my, whoever I'm caddying for starts playing well, you know, they start to like me, then we can kind of like leeway into other conversations. So I think it's important to kind of just, you know, use whatever you love and you can even use that. Like in my case, use it to network. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's definitely important to, to kind of find a, uh, something that you can relate to with that person. It's definitely important. Um, so Shane, I, I really appreciate you coming on. That was a fantastic conversation. Um, I think we hit the nail on the head with everything. Uh, and I would love to learn a thing or two about golf. I can yeah. tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate yeah, it. So we, we really wish you the best in luck, best of luck in all your endeavors and we hope to make you next up. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of next up. Uh, we're really excited for where next up is going to go and, and where we're going to take it. Uh, we just want to let you guys know that next week we're actually not going to post a podcast. Um, Ed and I have finals as well as our potential guests. So that means that our next episode will be the week before Christmas. And that episode is going to be an amazing episode. We're going to have a great conversation with a freshman from Sacred Heart. She owns her own clothing line. And we're really excited to have her on the podcast and see what she's all about. So we hope to make you guys next up.